Hi, and welcome to the Unique Perspective Show, broadcast live on Hakol Radio, powered by the Montanivasar. Every person, and in particular, every Jew, is special and unique in his or her own way, contributing to society with their very own flavor. My name is Yehuda Blonder, your show host, and I was born with a rare genetic medical condition called familial dysautonomia, also known as FD. Growing up and overcoming multitudes of medical challenges shaped the person I am today, as well as gave me a rather unique perspective on life. On this show, we will be sitting down with amazing people with unique perspectives in life who will give us a glimpse into their lives and what makes them who they are. Come along with me for the ride on the Unique Perspective Show on Hako Radio. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Unique Perspective Show. On today's show, I am thrilled and honored that I had the privilege to interview David Eggert. David was born and bred in Lakewood, New Jersey. David went to the Lakewood Hater, Adelphia Yeshiva, and other yeshivas. David always had a dream of joining the NJPD, but was unable to. He has been a volunteer EMT since 2004, and now is an active member of the Jersey Shore Hatsala as a dispatcher. If that is not enough, he volunteers with statewide Hatsala as well as Forbrag EMS. He went to Yeshiva to get smicha because you need smicha in order to become a chaplain and enlist in the U.S. Army. Now, he has been an active member of the U.S. Army for the last six years as a chaplain. Back in 2009, after deciding to bike up to Kemp Simcha Special, Chaplain David Eggert started and founded an a fundraising event called Bike for Chai. Ever since then, every year, Chaplain David Eggert comes back from the army base to bike with all his friends that he met over the years. Chaplain David Eggert is a devoted husband to his wonderful wife, Shira, and father to two kids, Ezreal, who is 10 years old, and Uziel, who was just born a little over a month ago. Welcome, Chaplain. Welcome to the Unique Perspective Show. How are you? Welcome. Hey, Yudalev. I'm glad to be here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing amazing. You know, chilling out over here in the military, having a good time, relaxing. And uh, I'm here to, um, to answer some of your questions that um, you might have for me as a U.S. Army chaplain. Wow. Wow. Okay. So where did you grow up? So I actually never grew up. I'm still, okay. I'm, I'm still a kid, you know, but I, I was born and raised okay. in Lakewood, New Jersey. I actually went to Lakewood, Hader. Okay. And I went to Adolfo Yeshiva with Rabbi Trink. Wow. I went to Israel. And, uh, yeah, so between Lakewood, Adolfia, and Israel, that's where I'm, uh, I've been brought up. Wow. Were you close to Rabbi Trink? Oh, yeah, me and Rabbi Trink, but we, we were best buddies. Oh, wow. I heard such good things about him. That, that was my niece, my niece actually married his grandson a couple months ago. No way. Yeah. That's right. So he went from Lakewood Hater to Adelphia. 
That's correct. Went from Adelphia to Israel. Yep. What yeshiva in Israel? Moshav Matajahu, um, under the tutelage of Rabbi Zevlas. Wow. And where where was that located? That was in Moshav Matajahu. It's right outside of Modin or Kiryat Sefer. Okay. How long were you there for? I was there for a couple months, and then I had enough of Israel, so I came back to, um, uh, to the United States. Got my okay. first job working at Shloimi's Kosher Road in Lakewood. Okay, what is that? So that's a local grocery store in Lakewood that's been around forever. Okay. So I worked there for two years. I started off as a cashier. I finished up two years later as a store manager. And I was wow. like, it's time for me to move on. So I actually got okay. a job working from, um, from Monarch EMS as an EMT. Oh, okay. So, so, when I, so, when I, so when I was in high school, um, yeah. uh, I was in, I think, 11th grade. And you know, okay. Yeshiva never um, has enough stuff going on for you, so got a little extra. So, wow. so, yeah. me, so me and a friend both took an EMT course together. Okay. That guy's currently a uh, he runs a urgent care facilities in Israel, and okay. I'm here in the United States. But uh, I, I've been an EMT since 2004. Okay. I'm currently on uh, three different EMS squads. I'm on statewide Hatzalah. I'm on wow. uh, I'm on uh, Deal Hatzalah or. Uh, that's all of the Jersey Shore. Wow. And uh, I'm also on uh, Fort Bragg EMS. Okay. Wow. So after after taking an EMT course and joining uh, Hatsala and all that, what did you do after that? So I, so I worked for Monarch EMS for a bunch of years. Okay. And um, did that for, um, for, for a bunch of years. And then after that, I switched to... Liquid Township. I joined as a driving garbage truck. Okay. How long were you doing that for? I did that for probably about seven years. Wow. Wow. Seven years driving a, a garbage truck around Lakewood or? or all oh, over? yeah. All around Lakewood. I'm sure a lot of people know uh, David Eggert, the garbage guy, but not a lot of people know David Eggert, the chaplain. So when did David Eggert? Go, go become a chaplain. So in 2014, uh, I actually uh, joined Yeshiva Perkha Shoshanim. That is a smith program. No, I probably started before that. Probably in 2013, um, I started the smith program. And it took me a, a little while. But, but during that time, I actually um, uh, started with the Air Force Reserve as a chaplain candidate. A, a chaplain student. Didn't really know much about chaplaincy. And it was, it was more of like a way of figuring stuff out. Figuring out what I want to do in life. Where, where I see myself. So I joined. It was fun. And I only did it for around a year. After a year, I was like, you know something? I don't know if the Air Force is for me. It's, it's, not, my, it's not my style, not my swagger. So I got okay. out and I and actually went back to working for Lakewood Township. Doing what? Driving a garbage truck. Okay. So you went back to garbage trucking. That's right. Okay. Where is this yeshiva that, to, become, to get smicha? So Yeshiva Perkhisham is based, out of, uh, based in Lakewood, New Jersey. It's, it's on Fischl Todd, Rabbi Fischl Todd. Okay. Called it um, uh, Yeshiva Perkhisham YPS. That, okay. that, that was called Shulchan Aruch Project. And how long does it take to get Smichel there? Take three and a half years, four years. Okay. And once you became a, once you got Smichel, how long did it take you to become a chaplain? So it took me approximately, once I got smicha, 
Um, so I graduated in January of 2015, and uh, I and I applied in I think the end of 2016. I applied, uh, okay. so I probably took me around a year um to apply to get into the military to get into the army. Wow, wow. And and where did you apply in in Lakewood or did you apply so, like um, somewhere else? I applied through. Um, I, I applied a place right at Lakewood. It's um they have like a little recruiting place. Can't remember the name the name of the place. Okay. But I applied there, and uh, ever since then, it's been um, uh, it's been a, a uh, interesting adventure. Okay, so after becoming chaplain, what did where did you go from there? Um, from there, so I'm I'm still employed by um uh, by the military. So I so I first went to Fort um to Fort Hood, uh, Texas. I was I was there for okay. three years. Yeah, and then after that, I actually went out to uh, Fort Bragg, and I'm currently in Fort Bragg. Wow. Okay, but before that, you got married. So where's your wife from? So my wife is from Lakewood, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, she grew up there. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. yeah, she grew up in Lakewood. And okay. I actually did, did not know her but, uh, before I was introduced to her. Okay. But, but it was interesting because we actually lived uh, right nearby one another. Um, she, um, she lived in, um, in Lakewood on, uh, I think it was Bradshaw Avenue. Okay. And then... Um, I lived at the time on Twin Oaks Drive, which is mm-hmm. in uh, around the heart of Lakewood. Oh wow! So she grew up in Lakewood, but she's not from Lakewood originally, right? So she was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wow! And when did she move to Lakewood as a I young? Was, I think she was like two years old, maybe three years old. Her family moved to oh. Lakewood, and she's been living in Lakewood ever since. Wow. Okay. And who was your shotgun? Shotgun was uh, Javi Chase. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Javi Chase, uh, her husband, Freddie Chase, he, yeah. he was working at a place called Minyan Chalanu, ran okay. by Chaim Abadi, Chaim Abadi okay. and Simcha Shein. Okay. So, Chaim Abadi is the rabbi there. Simcha Shein is the man, the, the man um, uh, behind uh, the face. He's going to make okay. sure all the logistics are happening. Whatever goes on over there is probably uh, wow. thanks to Simcha Shein because before the Minyan uh-huh. even started, Simcha Shein he used to invite people to, to his house. And uh, he was always having people right. over because don't forget, back in the day, there was no place for, um, for like people to go that that didn't fit in. Right. Someone wants to go to work. Uh oh, that's terrible, you know. And right. so, so where do you go? So they had um, right. uh, they had uh, Simchashen's house, and so I actually became a Ben Bias of Simchashen. Simchashen okay. is, is basically my brother, okay. and my son growing up ever since he was born ten years ago calls him Uncle Simcha. Wow. Every time I actually travel to Lakewood, we go to Uncle Simcha's house to visit. Wow. I think I actually met your son once on Shabbat in, by, by Simcha Shein's house. Um, Makes I think, sense. I think it was one time. For sure one time. Um, I think it was by his son's office. I don't remember. Possibly. Um, but, so, after becoming chaplain, you went to Fort Bragg. So, um, so I first went to, so I, so I started from Fort oh, Jackson. So, Fort so before Hood. that, I actually went for training for three months in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. That's, that's the home of the Chaplain Corps. And, okay. and, and that's where everyone goes for training. So we went there for uh, three months from September of 2017 till December. During all the, um, all, during all the Yom Tovim, I had a blast wow. out there. It was, it was fantastic. Okay. Then after that, I, um, I went to my first duty station of uh, Fort Hood. Fort Hood is the largest military base in the free world. Okay. So I loved that. I was the rabbi of the largest military base. 
300, 300 square miles. Okay. And then I was there for three years. After that, I actually went to to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, soon to be wow. known as Fort Liberty, starting on June okay. 1st. Why are they changing their name? So uh, they're changing the name due to, um, um, I, I can't say for sure, but it's due to okay. all um, uh, the racial tensions going on and being that, that, that these names were like uh, names of like uh, Confederate soldiers. So it's racial reasons. Yeah. So the name's changing and uh, um, uh, for, for Bragg, for Liberty, here we come. Looking forward to getting, to getting a new mailing address. You have to move also from your No, so I don't have to move. So I, so I have a house on the military base. The, okay. only, the only thing that's going to change for me is instead of being Fort Bragg, North Carolina, it's going to be Fort Liberty, North Carolina. Got it. Okay. We will be right back after words from our sponsor. Is your computer running slower than molasses? Are you desperate to salvage important data from your hard drive? Let's face it. IT work can be a nightmare at times, whether it entails virus removal, server or network setup, networking and cloud backup, or simple laptop and desktop ongoing IT support. At VentureTech, we understand how essential your systems are to your daily life, and we take the time to accurately diagnose every technical issue you're experiencing. Call us now for a consultation by dialing 347-603-0033 or shoot us an email to info at VentureTechComputers.com. And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. Now, on on base, what do you do on base in Fort Bragg? So I am the chaplain for the 192nd Ordnance Battalion EOD, also, okay. known, um, also known to the public as the Army Bomb Squad. So I am the okay. chaplain for a few hundred soldiers. I am the religious yeah. leader. Um, yeah. uh, if they need anything religious-wise, they come to me. The commander needs anything religious-wise, comes to me. Doesn't make a difference that he uh, that, that he's not Jewish. Um, in my unit, the, um, there's only two Jews, me and someone mm-hmm. else. The other person's not religious, so mm-hmm. um, uh, so so Jewish wise, th- there's nothing for me to do in my unit. But don't forget, mm-hmm. I have um, a few hundred uh, soldiers who are looking for for guidance. Sometimes they're looking right. for either either they're looking for like a worship service. Hey chaplain, where do I go? Or hey chaplain, I have a problem with. Um, with, with this um, a religious issue, could you help me out? Could you guide me? So while mm-hmm. I can't necessarily guide them in like their uh, Christian belief or or their or whatever religious beliefs they have, but I am the guy that they go to. Basically, um, uh, my job is to bring God to soldiers and soldiers to God, okay. and whatever that entails. Yeah. Um, uh, that can tell me reaching out to another um, to another military chaplain saying, "Hey, chaplain, you're imam. I have I have a Muslim soldier who who needs help, or the guy if the, if the soldier is a Latter Day Saint soldier." Hey, um, I have a lot of these same friends, and yeah. I connect them to the right resources. And we also do we also do counseling. I do a lot of counseling. Honestly, probably sixty percent of my job is counseling. I meet with yeah. soldiers because as chaplains, we have one hundred percent confidentiality. Whatever right. you tell me, I can never tell anybody. And sometimes <laughs> that's all a soldier needs, or that's all a um uh, someone in the military needs. It's someone to talk to because some people join the right. military to escape their past. And right. Who, and, and they might have trust issues. Who they can talk to? They're afraid to go to the commander sometimes because the commander to them is like God. That's like the highest person in, I'm, 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 I'm in their reading chain. They don't want to go to them. So they go to the right. chaplain knowing that, 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 that whatever they, um, they tell me is 100% confidential. And they can tell me anything that they want. 
I listen. I am there. God gave me two ears and only one mouth. Right. So I yeah. do a lot more listening than talking. Yeah. And then also, and, I'm and actually the rabbi of Fort Bragg. So any Jewish soldier on Fort Bragg or, or, in, the, or in the nearby vicinity, they need anything Jewish, they come to me. Yeah. They need to Durham. Hey, I got you covered. You want, you, want to yeah. have, you want to have a service? I got you covered. I just had someone call me up a couple days ago. Chaplain Eggert, I am not stationed at Fort Bragg. I'm stationed somewhere else. But I have your site on um, on uh, Wednesday night, and I need a minion. And I was like, you know something? We'll make it happen. And we did. Last yeah. night we actually had um, we we had we had ten, pe- we, we had ten people from from Mincha. We had thirteen people from Myrev. And this uh, hasn't happened in a very long time. Do you write stuff down so that you keep it for later on? Like stories? I should, right? I should, I should definitely start writing it down. Get a little little notebook. Write down every anything interesting happening going on. Write it down because on this base we had a lot. Um, I already did uh, two brisim on the base. We actually yeah. did a conversion on the base. We did a wedding on the base. Wow! And I think you told me like last week you were in Lakewood for a, a Gyaris or or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So um, uh, so last week a um uh, a soldier who was not who was not Jewish, or mm-hmm. he, he might have been Jewish, but not hundred percent sure. Basically, um, uh, this soldier for the last twenty years. Served in the military, served all over um, uh, the, um, defending the homeland, defending the country. And okay. yeah. he's seen God many times up close. Because as they say, ain't, um, ain't no atheist I'm in a foxhole. And uh, I guess it's true because <laughs> this man first converted to reform. And, right. and, and wow. reform, uh, I guess that wasn't his flavor. So he converted to, okay. he converted to conservative. That didn't work for him either. Um, and, and, and then they reached out. He wanted, he, wanted, he wanted to convert Orthodox. But how did okay. that get to me? So he right. got to me because he, he was thinking of like, hey, I want to convert Orthodox. I guess he, and, and I spoke to him, he actually Googled um, Orthodox Judaism and wow. found Hebrew Perich Shoshanim. They have a Shulchan okay. program and he right. signed up for it. And he was speaking to them. He's like, hey, I really want to convert. I want from Orthodox. Okay. They said, ain't going to happen. You don't live in a Jewish community. Wow. And, and, you have, and, and if you have nothing Jewish near you, then we can't help you. But then the guy's like, by the way, where are you stationed? The guy's like, oh, I'm stationed okay. at Fort Bragg. But don't worry, there's nobody here. The guy's like, yeah, there is. A guy, David Eggert, is there. Wow. Speak with him. And, it, and if you're on the same base as David Eggert, we'll hook you up. And okay. uh, so he's been going at it showing for the last two and a half years, studying, okay. learning, any questions he had, he reached out to me. And I'm not a genius. I don't know everything. So Mario right. Abba Khamabadi is, is the number one guy to answer any question you have. And, okay. I, and I would call and, and I would call up Chaim Abadi all the time because if you have Chaim okay. Abadi, you, uh, you call him, he answers. If he doesn't answer, he, right. he'll text you back or uh, right. he'll, he'll WhatsApp you. But um, wow. anytime I have questions, I call him and he guides me and I and actually guides uh, this person as well. So this person just converted mm-hmm. the, um, last week. So we so we had a conversion in Lakewood by Lakewood wow. Beston, and then we had a wedding in Lakewood. Um, I was so, so it was him, his wife, and his two kids. Okay, and so he was able to be the tenth man for a minion. If not for him, there wouldn't have been a minion. Wow! So he he he, but you like you said he he he's been around the block for like twenty years. So is he like retiring now or no no no? This guy this guy planned on staying in for a while. The guy's actually moving to a to a base right near a Jewish community. He wants to be involved. He wants to be part of a community. So um uh, so luckily for him. He's actually being, being stationed right near Jewish community, so he will have everything that he needs 
to bring up his family Jewish. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I, I forgot to ask you, but you were, you're involved with Chai Leifan, right? Oh, so, yeah. So that started off. So it's a growing up, you know, in Lakewood yeah. on Shabbos. For me, it was very yeah. boring. I got ADHD. Okay. I don't know if you can tell. I'm uh, very hyperactive. What does a hyperactive kid, together with his twin brother, do on, on a long Shabbos afternoon? Don't forget, okay. I come from a family of 11. So it's like my, wow. my house was um, uh, very quiet. And right. I, en I enjoyed the loudness. But, you know, on the long yeah. Shabbos afternoons, what are you supposed to do? So right. what do we do? We decided we're going to go walk over to Kimball Hospital. It was five and a half miles. From, no, it was uh, four miles from our house. Wow. And we would walk there on, uh, on Shabbos afternoon. I visit all the patients in the, in the hospital. And, of course, get some free snacks from the Bikacholam room. room. Wow. And then while, while we were at it, like, wait a second. Why don't we join Bikacholam officially? Become members of Bikacholam. So okay. the Egger twins joined Bikacholam, became volunteers. Okay. And we would go to the hospital every Shabbos, visiting all the Jewish patients and the non-Jewish patients as well. Cheering okay. everybody up, putting a smile on their face because on Shabbos, who's expecting a visitor on like a Shabbos right. afternoon? Person's not feeling well, they're stuck in a hotel room, I mean, a hospital room. Yeah, they might have a TV going or something, but it's boring right. between me and you. All the same, just a nurse. Wow. It's not a Shabbos like that. So the Egger right. twins would go to every Shabbos. Wow. And we would have, we would have, we would have a good time. And, okay. then, and, then, and then eventually it turned into a big home calling us during the week. We're like, hey, are you available to help out? Okay. And when, when, when me and my brother both turned 17 and we got our driver's license, we're like, wait a second. This is very important to us. Why? Because okay. we got our driver's license and we got to drive. And people right. home with it was giving wow. us a free vehicle. So okay. we, we drive to all the hospitals and uh, restocking uh, the food pantries and helping out any way which, um, uh, any which way possible. And then eventually um, morphed into we could do Bika Holm and then we joined High Lifeline. Because High Lifeline okay. also had a nice free van and they also right. had trips. Wow. So, right. so High Lifeline, uh, it was the best place to be because on like Halamoid, they, they would have yeah. Halamoid trips for all the volunteers. And right. for a 17 year old kid, this is fantastic. I got a free car exactly. from High Lifeline and we, we were driving. Initially, it was like one day a week, then two days okay. a week, and then three days a week. And then it was probably almost every single day of the week. I was wow. probably driving to Philadelphia Hospital. At one point, I drove seven days in one week. Every single day that week, wow. we actually drove to um to the hospital. I remember driving on a on like a Friday. I got a phone call from High Lifeline. Yeah. Hey, Edgar, yeah. um, uh, we need uh, this kid to be brought to uh, to Children's Hospital right away. And I was like, but it's almost Shabbos. Okay. Like, okay. So uh, drive drive the patient to the hospital. Take you an hour and a half to get there. But I was like, Shabbos is thirty minutes. Like, yeah, that um, uh, this patient needs to go out to the, uh, to the hospital. So wow. you're taking him. So um, uh, for me, it was very interesting being like, <laughs> wait a second, it's Shabbos, driving to the hospital. I don't know any of the halachas of Shabbos about driving, but we, we figured it out. We, got, we got, um, uh, got the patient to the hospital safely. Yeah. And, we end, and I ended up having a good time spending Shabbos at, um, out, in, um, Philly. Um, out in Philadelphia. We, we ended up doing that a lot, helping out. We, we were their, um, uh, their drivers that were available 24-7. There was never a no. Wow. Wow. And then where did, you, the driver where did you learn line. that from? Where did you Say learn again? that from? Where did you learn that from? So I learned it first off. My mother has been a dispatcher for Lakewood Hatsala for around the, um, probably uh, 40 years, 35 to 40 years. She's been dispatching wow. for Lakewood Hatsala. Um, she's known as, as D2 in Lakewood. 40 okay. years. And so she knew all the laws about Shabbos. And she got us in contact with people 
And we spoke to a lot of people, and, and, and me and my twin brother both ended up learning all the halakhs about Shabbos, about driving on Shabbos, what we could do, what we can't do. And yes, we, we even got a ride back on a Friday afternoon coming back from Children's Hospital. And we're running very late because um, when, when a patient's sick, time doesn't matter to them. They, they didn't get to a hospital, we get them there. Right. So we're racing back, and we realized that we're not making it back in time. Wow. And we, we, we were the lucky ones around because, you know, picked <laughs> us up that day, the chief police came to pick us up on the, on wow. the, side, on the side of the highway because we stopped wow. uh, right before Shabbos, pulled over and said, this is as far as we got. And the chief police um, brought us back because uh, we need to be available to help out in loss of um, uh, need. Right. But um, uh, so volunteering for High Life Fund was great. Always getting a, a free car to use and drive around. But then I heard about Camp Simcha. Camp Simcha okay. is like heaven on earth for camps. This yeah. is like uh, okay. the, the cream of the crop okay. for, um, uh, for Jewish camps in the United States. This is a camp okay. for like, um, uh, I think it's uh, two weeks of, uh, of boys, and then two weeks of boys special, which is, um, so Camp Simcha is a cancer camp. Um, uh, right. yeah. life okay. one. Camp Simcha, it's um, so two weeks of people suffering from regular cancer. And I right. say regular because I don't know the difference um, between all the different kinds of cancers. Right. It's probably okay. a lot out there. And then they had two weeks of special. People that had okay. different um, needs, different medical needs, different diseases. Um, and I was like, hey, I got into this camp for two weeks. Okay. And I was and, and I was thrilled, you know. Th- this was the hardest camp to get into. Because I applied a couple be- times and, and didn't get I in. Can't be- I can't believe you. it was very hard for you to get in. Yeah, you know how it is, but uh, Sully Freed helped me out. Yo Margulies right. helped me out. Yo Margulies actually works for, uh, for Go Mitzvah together with Monty Edelstein. And they, they and uh, th- these two guys were actually um, uh, both volunteers. Rather, I don't know if they were volunteers, but um, let's see. Yo Margulies, he ran Go Mitzvah. He did all different projects for High Lifeline, as well as Monty Edelstein. Okay. And uh, so, um, so Monty Edelstein and Yo, good friends of mine. Still, still to this day, I speak to them pretty often. And okay. even though Yoel doesn't uh, really, he doesn't really work for High Life Line anymore. He, he, he works for, for different organizations, but me right. and him are, are still good friends. I speak to him as often as I can. And um, right. so I was telling Yoel, hey, I just got to camp. This is fantastic. And I was like, but Yoel, I got a question. You think I can go bike to camp? Yoel's like, I don't know how you could do that. You can't go bike on the bus. I was like, right. what do you mean? But and don't forget, um, I'm actually big into bike riding. I've been bike riding my whole life. Okay. On like Friday afternoons, when I was bored on the long Friday afternoons, I come home from Yeshiva, hop on my bicycle, bike ride down to the ocean, do like a 40, 40 to 50 mile bike ride and come back. Wow. So to me, biking uh, is my passion. Okay. So I told Joe, I was like, yo, I got a problem. He's like, what do you mean? What's the problem? I was like, I'm going to be in camp for two weeks. And on Tuesdays, is an off day for staff members. Okay. He's like, okay, so what does your bike have to do with it? I was like, what do you mean? How am I going to get to town? He's like, what do you mean you need to get to town? I'm like, I'm, I have an off day. I'm not going to stay on campus. I'm going to be bored. Right. He's like, you'll get a ride with somebody. I was like, I don't want to rely on somebody. I'll take a bicycle. Yeah. Like, you take a bike, but you're probably not going to get onto the bus. He made some phone okay. calls and was told, Edgar, there's no bike allowed on the bus. Okay. We got a problem. I was like, yo, I'm going to bike up to camp. No yo was like, And yo was like, you, you, so let me let me say, let me get this straight. You can bike around 135 miles from Lakewood to Camp Simple in Glensby, New York. And I was like, yeah. So he's like, he's like, what? Wait a second. If you could do this, we we do a fundraiser for High Lifeline. 
So me, Mutti Edelstein, and Yoel Marcus sat down, and we're like, what are we going to call this thing? And I was like, I got no clue. Bike for something. Bike for life. <laughs> nope, don't like that. Bike for mitzvah. No, don't like that. Bike for chai. Yeah. So uh, Yoel loved it. As soon as he said, I like the name, I was like, perfect. We got a deal. Bike for chai was born in 2009. That year, um, I actually made it, I actually biked up to camp. Oh, I forgot to tell you the important part. Moti Edelstein told me, Eggert, if you make it up to camp and you raise $10,000, I'll buy you a brand new road bike. Wow. Road bike? I can't afford a road bike. That costs a couple thousand dollars. Right. I was riding my tr- my Trek 820 that I actually bought uh, from Beacon Bicycles in like Howell, New Jersey. <laughs> and okay. I was like, I'm going to take the mountain bike and bike up to camp because I don't have road bikes. Did I know anything about road bikes? Absolutely not. All I knew was it got two wheels and a pedal and, and I am good to go. But um, I made up to camp. And yes, Monty Edelstein bought me a bicycle. I got a road bike. I still have it to, to this day. That is my go-to bike. Candel Synop 6. Got that one. I got, I got my Fuji Transonic um, uh, 1.1. Wow. Now, let me ask you. The first year, it was only one person. That was right? me. It was me. And um, so, I, so I biked up probably around the first uh, 110 miles by myself. Okay. There was no support. There was nobody. The rest stop, pulled into a local gas station and uh, got a drink. I got hungry. I pulled into Walmart and uh, got some snack. But yeah, okay. the only thing I did have was before I left the Halafan office, they had a whole party outside. And the Lakewood Police Department escorted me outside town. I guess they were happy to get rid of me. So they escorted me <laughs> right to the, um, to the edge. And then my uh, siblings actually biked road, probably on 50, um probably 40, 50 miles with me till, wow. um, till like the end of route nine. Okay. By, by, by past route 18, um, went over there and, um, I was, on, I was on my own riding up, uh, the 18 to the 206, um, uh, to, um, uh, yeah, 206, all those mountain roads by myself was fantastic. And then I remember I staying, staying overnight. Um, I think it's called the Enmire Motel. I went, okay. when I show up there, they're like, uh, so where's your bike from, sir? It's like from Lakewood, New Jersey. Like, Where's that? I was like, it's around 100 miles from here. They're like, no. <laughs> they actually went online. They Googled it. I'm like, yep, there you are. You left this morning. And then wow. the next day, I remember meeting Yoel. So, um, I actually met Yoel Margulies and Monty Edelstein. They both took a minivan with my luggage. So, And yes, all my gear I needed for bike riding, they, they actually brought up um, uh, to, um, uh, to, to the local town. Wow. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm at the midtown, and for, for probably like the last 20 miles, I, I had um, uh, Yellow, um, he was driving. He, he had uh, the same song playing over and over and over, The Eye of the Tiger. He had that song going on, on, like, on like repeats. And uh, Monty Edelstein is laying in, in the back um, of a minivan with all the seats taken out, with the back <laughs> hatch opened and taking pictures and videos. And that was the whole bike for Chai the first year. Wow. So and, it the took, second, it, and then the second year, uh, so how did Bike for Chai really start? Yeah. So, so during the, um, the year, so, so before Bike for Chai, for the second year, I was like, hey, I'll back up again. Uh, I can probably raise a couple of dollars. And I was back riding with Elliot Zacks and, okay. and Pinnacles Gilbert and a few other people. And uh, they're like, Edgar, why don't we make a big fundraiser at this? I was like, I don't know. Let's go for it. And they did. Okay. They raised, I think, uh, $200,000 that year. 
Last year, they raised $13 million for High Lifeline. Wow. 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 Did you ever think it would become this big? Absolutely not. Wow. Wow. But I'm glad I, I'm glad it did because th- this is a pretty big fundraiser for, um, uh, for High Lifeline. Camp Simcha. I think, I think this is the largest fundraiser for High Lifeline. I think it's Imagine the biggest $13 million fundraiser. a year for an organization to help out people suffering from debilitating illnesses. Wow, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And uh, do, you, do you still have to fundraise every year? Fundraise? No. So thank God that that's one thing I don't have to do because I don't like fundraising. I enjoy bike riding. So every year I, um, I come and I actually get to meet all my friends again who I haven't seen since, since last year. And um, let's see, who do I see there? I'm a, I see Blonder. Okay, I, I see uh, Shane. Okay. I see a, a couple other people, and it's, it's fantastic. Wow. It's, it's like an, an annual reunion. Wow. And I'm sure you have you made lots of friends from through, through Bike for Chai itself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. We will be right back. After words from our sponsor. Paraflight. Better care in the air. When you need urgent medical attention or transport, you deserve peace of mind. Based on the East Coast, Paraflight is a full-service medical transport company dedicated to providing dependable, compassionate, and customized care and service to patients and medical teams worldwide. Founded by emergency medical professionals, we understand the sensitive, critical needs of medical teams, patients, and their families. We transport patients and teams from tertiary care facilities, hospital to hospital, or any other destination across the United States and beyond. Our team never compromises on safety or quality of care, following a patient-first, not-profit-driven model of care. This ensures you get the exact customized medical transport solution you need. Check us out online at www.paraflight.aero. Call us today, 844-538-1911, or send an email to info at paraflight.aero. And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. So I wanted to take you back a little bit. you you became a chaplain, but you're growing up. What did you really want to do? So growing up, I actually wanted to be a police officer. So um, as a little kid, you know, most little kids have that dream. I'm going to be a cop. I'm going to be a police officer. I'm, I'm going to be driving um, the police car through, um, through Lakewood, be, uh, pulling over all the people speeding, all the people that I'm uh, running red lights and stop signs. I'm going to be that guy that pulls them over okay. and sets wow. them straight and, and makes them follow the law. Okay. But, it wasn't meant to be. I'm colorblind. Can you imagine wow. having a colorblind police officer? You <laughs> know, give, give me one thing. What, um, what do you think would happen okay. having a colorblind police officer? Why do you think colorblind the problem? Also. I am colorblind also. So what do you think the problem would actually be having a colorblind police officer? Come I on. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Just imagine pulling over, pulling over a car and be like... Uh, H-Base, this is um, uh, D-68. I-, I have a red. No, it's maroon. 
No, it's pink car pulled over. Okay. I'd be like, well, let us know which color it is. But like, I think it's blue, purple. That's probably not going to go over so well in court when the guy's like, Your Honor, I was not driving a purple car. Here's pictures of my car. My car is hot pink. How's that going to fare? Probably not too well. Or just imagine chasing after a suspect. I'm chasing after a um, uh, 32-year-old male. He's wearing a white T-shirt and green pants. And all the cops are looking around. They, They arrest somebody. It's the wrong guy because I wasn't following a guy wearing green pants. He was wearing yellow pants. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, being colorblind is a problem um, as, as a police officer I definitely understand that so I'm glad I'm, I actually didn't get in wow wow so uh, you, you said earlier that you growing up you learned all this from your mother yes yeah, so I, um, um, uh, so I, I learned volunteering from my mother so my mother has been a dispatcher from um, Lake Without Salah for 35 years um, before she retired from Lake Without Salah Okay. She retired that she, she doesn't do it anymore, but uh, I, I took, took her over now. So even okay. though I, I don't necessarily dispatch in Lakewood, I, I live in North Carolina and Fort Bragg. And so I dispatch for, for Jersey Shore Hot Salon. Okay. I, I dispatch uh, from my house through the internet. Wow. And I feel connected j- just, just as she was. And also, don't forget, my big brother, Uncle Simcha, he okay. actually, see, seeing, all, seeing all the stuff he does in life to help people out, motivates me as well. Wow. So, and, and um, uh, I was actually a Ben Bias by him. I was by his house all the time. Okay. And as I said before, I was pr- probably by his house every Shabbos. Yes, his wife makes delicious food. But, but my, wow. my, mom, my mom's food and my wife's food is still better. But okay. um, uh, he's probably, he's probably going to disagree. But yeah, he has great food. But I would go to every Shabbos, walk over five okay. miles from my house to his house, hang out there from, from for Shabbos or for the afternoon or for, for whenever. And I would actually see all the volunteering he does. And wow. seeing between that and seeing um, everything my mother does kept me um, uh, to, um, uh, to, um, to want to help people. Helping is wow. real life. And, and, right. uh, and, 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 and that's actually the reason why I joined the military. Because how else can you give back to your country? The country that right. actually does so, so much for you. And uh, the only way I thought about it is I joined the military, I can be a chaplain. Chaplain's wow. the best way to go. Because it's not really a job. You're helping people. Helping people right. is never a job. I've been I've been in the military for six years and have and haven't started working yet. I'm, I'm waiting for the day that the army says, Chaplain Edgar, you haven't worked in six years. You gotta start working now. Wow. Wow. Now you live on base, right? Um that's right. I live on Fort Bragg together with my wife I, and my I son think, Israel and my, and my yeah. son Uziel. Okay. So so you have two kids. Um and did you just have a kid like a month or two ago? I did around a month ago on Shabbos. Okay. We actually yeah. had, a, had a little boy, a healthy baby oh. boy. Marvel so, so now we have baby Uzi and big brother Ezzy. Wow. Okay, so she he was born on Shabbos, and what do what do you guys do in in, in the hospital like? Like, and your wife gave birth at home or on base? No, so, so on base, um, they actually have the Womack Army Medical Center. And okay. they have probably the best baby care in, uh, in the world that I know of. Okay. Anything she needed before she went to the hospital, probably a week and a half, two weeks before she went there, they called up like, Mrs. Edgar, we know you're Jewish. 
We, we just want to make sure we're actually getting you the right food. We, we, we ordered you galat kosher. Is that kosher enough for you? Or is that wow. not good enough? We don't know. Um, uh, we, we actually Googled, um, it was still, um, a Chabad something. And she's like, no, no, galat kosher is perfect. And they went out of their way to make sure she was comfortable. In the wow. hospital, out of the hospital, before we got there, after, um, uh, after they had the C-section, they made sure she was 100% squared away. No pain at all. Those doctors did a phenomenal job at Womack. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, so you had a baby on Chavez. Um, That's right. But, but when was the Brit? So the Brit was on Chavez. Your parents flew out. When yeah, was so the Brit no, so so was not on Chavez. A Yoti Dolphin is always the mm -hmm. next day because right. you can't do a Brit for C section on Chavez. Right. So we had a Brit on Sunday, and yep. All my all my siblings uh, flew in from Lakewood. Some of them actually wow. drove. So uh, wow. kudos to them because it's an eight and a half hour drive from Lakewood to Fort Bragg. Wow. And but the A, they all showed up. They the delivery left Sunday morning. We actually had a brisk Sunday afternoon because my father can't can't miss um uh, Tibor. Never has okay. and probably will, probably won't. Wow. And so Davin Sharp was in Lakewood at seven a.m. Stopped by Bagelash, of course. Picked up some nice fresh bagels. Caught a okay. flight down to Fort Bragg. We had Minicha follow, um, followed by the Brist. And then uh, he, was on a, he was on his way right back to Lakewood. Wow. Wow. And, he flew? Uh, he flew he or flew. he flew? He flew. And then, oh, interesting thing. I, had, I have a good friend of mine, Yechiel Weberman. Okay. And I'm always calling him. I'm like, I'm like Yechiel, you got to come visit. You got to come visit. Because... And he actually came down uh, around a year and a half ago, came, came to visit. He was driving down to Florida, stopped off um, for a little bit, I got some refreshments for him uh, to continue his road trip because I'm only 20 yeah. minutes off the highway. So if you're right. driving down the 95, stop on by four, Brad, come visit me. And he did. Okay. And um, I called him up on Sunday. Uh, the day of the brisk, I was like, hey, did, um, I forgot to tell you, I'm making a brisk today. I was like, making a brisk today? I thought, I thought the brisk on Shabbos. He's like, you should have told me. I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I feel bad. I'm not in Lakewood. I'm like, Bruce is not in Lakewood. Bruce is in Fort Bragg. He's like, no way. I'm 20 minutes away. I'm on the highway. I'm on the 95. And he showed oh, up. He was the no last way. person I expected to actually show up to, um, to my son's breast. But wow. yeah, he was there. Him and his son showed up. And uh, then hence the, then hence the simple. Wow. What were they doing driving to North Carolina on a Sunday? Maybe they're driving to Florida or driving back uh, to Lakewood. Uh -huh. I mean, to Farakway. Uh -huh. I got no clue. Wow. But to me, it was, uh -huh. it was amazing that I was like, these guys happened to be in the area and they assumed the Briswell was on Shabbos. So didn't even think that I'm on, uh, um, to even ask if it was on Sunday. And I called him up probably around an hour before the Briswell. I was like, just want to let you know I'm making a Briss. Um, uh, and I know you're probably, you probably you can't make it out here. Like, I feel yeah. bad. He's like, he's like, I'm in North Carolina. He's like, I'm in uh, <laughs> this in this town, 20 minutes away from you. I was like, come on by right now. And he wow. did. So, so you're in the, you're, you're a chaplain for six years now. That's right. What is, what is Chaplain Dublin Eggert's plan for the future? Chaplain Eggert's uh, plan for the future is to be Chaplain Eggert. I've been in for six okay. years. I, okay. I, plan, I plan to do 20 years, serving my country with pride, wearing that big American flag, and uh, serving um, until I hit 20 years. Then after that, 
we'll, we'll see um, uh, um, how the body feels, how the wife feels okay. about it, how the kids feel, and we'll, we'll move on from there. Wow. So, so you're right now. You're you're in Fort Bragg slash Fort Liberty. Oh yes. Um, but how long do you do you get to live there? And and do you have do you have any like say in like can you stay there for the rest of time? Or absolutely, or? absolutely, I have to say the way it works is the army okay. says, Captain where do you want to go? I'm like I want to go okay. somewhere near Jewish community. Okay. Unfortunately, that's not where we need you. We need you to go somewhere else. And the army sends you where you're needed, not where you where you want to go. Okay. So technically speaking, you you could tell them, can you tell them it, that you want to stay in Fort Bragg? I or? could, but um I gotta remember that um I still have to join the military to serve right. to serve the people. And if the people right. need me in somewhere else. That's where I'm going to go. Wherever the army sends me, I am willing and, and, and able to go. I'm there so, for the people. Wow. So really, you're you're living on a base day to day because you don't know what's going to be from today till tomorrow. They may want they may want you at another base tomorrow, right? They might. They might not. But at, at the end of the day, if you want me to move. They normally give you around the six months, six months notice that hey, time for you to move again. And you usually stay somewhere for three years. Um, I, I spent three years in Fort Hood. I'm assuming I'm going to be in Fort Bragg for three years. And we'll see wherever the army wants to send me. Wherever they're sending me, it's going to be an adventure for, my, for me and my family. We're looking right. forward to it. You know, over here, we actually have the Chabad of Raleigh. And they're very friendly. Menduel Shanti and his wife, Bracha, are, are, are great people. I go to the right. shops almost all the time. Um, right. I help out over there. They help me out on the base if I need anything. If I ever need to get kosher food, they're always willing to um, to make food for us. So it's wow. good to have it's good to have friends nearby. What do you do? Let's say on a regular week, what do you do in Fort Bragg for Shachris Minchamar? Uh, you have Minyanim daily. Or no, so Shachris Minchamar um, is at the Kaisel. Okay, because I'm a rabbi in my house. Okay, and that I dive with the little boy. The little right. boys, rather, I daven with them. Okay. That way they get to see them. I'm the, um, the father davening. And uh, right. I, learn, I learn with them. Okay. And um, do the Jewish stuff. But we, we, only, we only have a minion on... on Rather, we don't, we don't have a minion. We have a Jewish uh, Kabbalah Shabbos on Friday nights. Every Friday oh, wow. night at 6 p.m. at the Waters, uh, the Waters um, uh, Family Life Training Center, we have a minion. I mean, no, we don't have a minion. We, we, we have a... Um, uh, we have Kabbalah Shabbos. People come. We, we, and, and after diving, we have uh, Kiddush. We have a Moitzi. We, we, we have a whole Oynik for them. Wow. And if, wow. And if, you, know anyone who wants, if you know anyone who wants to sponsor the Oynik, hey, send them my way. Wow, that's pretty amazing. But So how far is Raleigh from Fort Bragg? 20 Raleigh minutes? Raleigh is an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Wow. But, but it's, it's right around the corner. Uh, I'm assuming it's right around the corner, but it's still drive driveway. Dri That's right. It's <coughs> not a drive, but if you go to visit friends, it's right around the corner. It doesn't feel like anything. Have you have you had any crazy stories on base with as being a chap as being a chaplain? 
I can't think of, um, of anything crazy because whatever I see doesn't doesn't phase me, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, oh yeah, something crazy. I got a phone call, um, uh, I think it was like a month ago, two months ago, from a local hospital. I was just telling <clears> are you the rabbi of Fort Bragg? Yeah, 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 that's me, that's me. Well, we have someone on their deathbed and they want last rites to be administered by a rabbi. Okay, in Judaism, we, we don't do last rites. We do Vidu right. and Shema right. and, and some, and, and some Tehillim, but uh, didn't tell him. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be right over. Got to the hospital and um, got to say um, a Vidu with, with the person. Okay. And the family member was there. And then the person was Nifter um, while I was there. Wow. And I asked the family member, I'm, I'm like, what's the plan? I was like, is mom getting uh, buried? Or they're like, no, it's going to be easier if you do cremation. Well, I managed to convince them uh, to, um, to, ha- to have her buried. Um, uh, wow. And then I, I reached out to Chassid Shalemes. Shalemes um, uh, took care of it and, and arranged for, for everything to, um, to, to be taken place free of charge. And the only thing wow. we needed to do was, was we had to get the body from North Carolina to New York. And once the body got to New York, Chassid Shalemes said they'll take over. So what did we do? Wow. I reached out to uh, the Chabad of Raleigh, to Mendy Wilshansky. He hooked okay. me up with a funeral home. Okay. And um, and he's like, "Hey, here's the funeral home. If you need to pay for it, let me know. But uh, don't worry. In the meantime, I reached out to a few friends of mine in Lakewood, and a um, uh, and, and a few army people. They sponsored the whole cost, and uh, it's not cheap. But um, yeah. I, I'm 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 actually reached out to a few people, and w- within a matter of a half hour, I had a, had a couple thousand dollars raised to cover everything. Wow! Wow!" And this person That's, actually got worse to just because the hospital couldn't find a local rabbi uh, to, um, to, um, to conduct the service. Wow. Wow. Well, that's, that's pretty amazing, actually, that you, that they called, that the hospital called you up. It's all in the day of a chaplain, all in the day of a rabbi. Wow. You have, you have access to, like, going into hospitals as a, as a, as a chaplain in all of New York, New Jersey, you have like you can so, go. So, so I'm, as as a chaplain, I'm actually a member of. Um, so I'm actually a chaplain, so I have chaplain credentials. So if, if I go to a hospital and they recognize they recognize my credentials, great, they will let me in. If not, hey, I'll stop by the local the local office of the chaplain I'm at that hospital and, and say, hey, I'm Chaplain Eggert. I'm in the military as a chaplain, and I want to visit these people. If they say no, so be it. The answer is no. But most of the time they say yes. And I'm, and I'm also okay. a member of the of, the, of uh, the USCC, United States Chaplain Corps. And they okay. give me a little badge as well. And I'm part of the, the US, uh, the United States, the New York State uh, Chaplain Task Force. So um, uh, I should get to help out people. And, and that's the only reason for being part of them is to be there to help out people in time of need. Right. Wow. I want to word it properly, but do you enjoy what you do? Oh yes, I love what I do, and okay. I haven't I haven't worked a day in my life yet. That's pretty crazy. Six and a half years already. That's pretty right. You crazy. like you like your job? I love my job. Hey, I love my um, I love my occupation. For me, it's not a job. I hear, I hear. <clears throat> what does your wife do on base? My my wife is a full time mother, taking care oh. of. of of two rowdy boys. Wow. 
and your boys go to school. What are they, uh, well, not so, the baby, so they, have, but, they have a Department of Defense uh, school on, on the base. Probably the okay. best, um, uh, the best technical education you could get anywhere. These are teachers that they work hard, and uh, the, and the day or Department of Defense Education Agency only hires the, the cream of the crop. The best right. teachers get hired. Wow. And my son's teacher, he, he has a great teacher this year, Mr. McKeague, and uh, he, he loves Israel. I mean, and, and, but the only downside is it's not a Jewish school. It's a public school. Okay. It's a Department of Defense public school. But um, uh, so the education is great. So, so what does my son do um, uh, Jewish-wise? So right. there's a place called Nagiri Jewish Online School. Uh, okay. It's a Chabad school. And uh, twice a week for two hours a night, my son gets to be part of a, uh, yesh- uh, of a yeshiva, a cheder. And he loves it. Okay. He misses it because, don't forget, he, um, he, he actually learned in Lakewood for a few years. Right. And it's definitely hard to, hard to, to, live, to live on a military base as a, um, as, as, um, as a Jewish boy. Does he have but, friends on the, on the base? Sure. He has a lot of friends. He's, a, he's the most popular kid in the school. Everybody wow. knows Ezzy Egger. Wow. He is a very cute kid. Oh, the, yeah. The time I hey. saw him. He takes after his mother. Thanks always has a smile on his face. My wife always has a smile on her face, even though she's stuck in the middle of four <laughs> prayer. And the nearest Jewish community is like an hour and 15 minutes away. Right. Wow. So I give that woman credit, you know. She, she, she's, uh, as they say, she's following me to, um, uh, to, to, um, uh, to the edge of the earth. Fort Hood, wow. Fort Bragg, and wherever else um, they send me to, I, I give my wife a lot, a lot of credit for that. Wow. And you end up? Do you plan on moving back to Lakewood at one point? If the army sends me to Lakewood, hey, I'll be there. If not, wherever they send me, I go. So, so basically, you're you're whatever the army says. But after twenty years, you're, what are you doing after twenty years of being in the army as a chaplain? So, so after I re- so after I retire from the army, I'm probably going to move to the Holy Land to um uh, to Israel. I want to live on a farm. I want to have sheep. I want to have some goats. I want to have some wow. bulls and uh, have like a little petting zoo for the kids. Have some animals and live the way they lived back, back in back in the ancient times. Is that what your wife wants also? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. That's right. Pretty, pretty amazing. Love it. What you what you do. For the army, it's pretty amazing, and I commend you for doing it as a from from staying from, and on the base, while seeing who God knows what what's going on on the base. Pretty amazing. Thank you, thank you. I'm very very happy that we did this. You know, I, you pre- I appreciate you um, calling me tonight. You actually made my night. And thank you for letting me interview you. Yeah, and, and I know it's been it's been very difficult for you to get a hold of me. I, I am, I've been traveling. I'm, I've, I've been doing counseling sessions on the phone all day. I I, appre- I appreciate it's, your persistence. It's totally it's fine. To me. It's totally fine. I wanted to make this happen. I wanted to do it. You're one of my closest friends, David. Likewise. But and I got one thing. I got one thing for you. If you have any of your listeners listening, and uh, and they want to join the military, have them call me because if if you can be from in the military, hey, I can help you out. I know the right people, I have the right connections. Join the chaplain. Come do the same thing that I do. Help people every day. Bringing God to soldiers my, and soldiers to God. How do my listeners get a, get a hold of Rabbi Chaplain David Eggert? 
They can reach out to, um, to you or they can reach me at david.egret.gmail.com. Feel free okay. to email me anytime you, anytime you like. And give me 24 hours and, uh, and I'll actually get, get back in touch in, with you. I'm available 24 okay. 6. 24 6, not 24 7. You're in the army. Yeah. 24 so 7. I'm, I'm, I'm available 20, 24 7, but my <laughs> phone is only available 24 6. If there's an emergency, I have an assistant. She knows where to find me. Okay. Rabbi Chaplain David Egger, thank you for joining and enjoy. Have a great night and a pleasure chatting with you as usual. You too. Great. We, we got to meet a person soon. Yeah. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. You have just listened to the latest episode of the Unique Perspective Show, broadcasted live on Hako Radio, powered by the Munson Mavasser. The Unique Perspective Show is hosted by Yehuda Blonder, who can be contacted through Hako Radio by sending an email to info at hakoradio.com. This show and many others can be found in the Hako Radio archive system, on our website and mobile apps and can also be found on all major podcasting services.